your big creatrix energy with me, Gabriella Rosie. Today we are talking about what I did to fall in love with myself and my life again. And if you are feeling, I don't know, a little out of sorts, a little flat, a little bit not entirely turned on by yourself and your life, then I think this episode is going to be helpful because I want to share the things that I did and hopefully these will trigger you to want to test some of them out yourself. But mostly the whole idea, the whole concept here, what I want to share with you and why I want to have this little conversation is because it's really just about making an effort and realizing that you are worth making an effort for. No matter how you're feeling, whether you're feeling just a little bit off or a lot bit off, you can always make an effort for yourself and switch things up and changes, shifts how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your life. Shifts aren't necessarily always going to be instant. Sometimes they might be, but what I want you to hear from this is something that's obvious and I'm sure you've heard it a billion times before and you've understood it but I can definitely forget it so I want to share it as a reminder to myself as much as to you. We can always try new things, we always have new options, new things to give a go and if you're feeling in a way where you're like I don't know I'm just off center, something's not quite clicking, I don't feel as good as I know that I could, then you always have options. And even if you might feel like you need instant transformation and as much as we can want that, you can always position yourself for gradual transformation. And for me, when I look back at times, you know, over the past year, over my life where I've been in a sticky patch and I haven't feel been feeling great about myself or my life. Striving only for a constant transformation moment and something magical that's going to change everything puts the pressure really high and it makes it has made it be where you know I've tried things and I'm like this is not working straight away. I'm fucked. Everything's fucked. Whereas when I let myself just be a little bit more gentle and realize that it is how we continually show up for ourselves and our life that we are able to create truly anything that we want to create a new solution, to create new ways of feeling and looking at how we are. So let's be real. Last year, I fell out of love with myself. I felt disconnected from who I am. And for a while, I honestly felt unhappy with being myself, which is crazy because, you know, I I love the fact that I get to be me. I love the fact that I get to be Gabriella Rosie and I've been given this life and that I have my perspective and I think that can be so true for all of us the fact that you get the luxury of being yourself and having all of the experiences having all of the gifts having everything that you individually have to share I think it is a gift it's a luxury that we get to be ourselves and so you know when I was in this period of realizing like I am 
like not enjoying the fact that I am myself. I'm, I'm feeling off center to myself. I don't feel in alignment with myself. And, you know, realizing that is, is a gift in itself as well, because realizing it is like, oh, well then what can I do to get back to myself? What can I get to feel like myself again, to feel like I am connected with myself, I'm working in favor of myself, I'm taking really good care of myself, and ultimately being present with where I am and what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Because as much as I love to envision you know, alternate realities and beautiful things to create in the future and where all the things I'm doing are leading to. It like we live our lives in the day to day. We live our lives in the experience that we have. And when I could feel and see myself being frustrated of wanting to be somewhere else, wanting things to be shifted, not like really putting all these barriers up of stopping myself from truly being satisfied where I am and as I am right now. And at the same time, being so aware of how many privileges I have, how how much I do have to be grateful for. But I'm sure that you can really, like none of that means shit when you are just off your center. And as much as I'm saying like, things don't have to be instant and and giving yourself the patience of like building a new consistency of presence in your life and being able to appreciate who you are by showing up for yourself. It kind of works multi ways because when you do that, you bring yourself into like achieving or feeling, experiencing the, the full scope of love and joy and gratitude for exactly where you are. And you also position yourself to create whatever it is that you want to be able to be like, I love where I am. And now that puts me in a really great position to start playing around with ideas and creating things that are going to create new realities and new opportunities for myself. So for me being in love with myself is really having that true appreciation for who I am and where I'm at and what I'm doing and how I'm spending my life. And so what I want to share with you here are eight things that I did to change, to go, to change how I was feeling about myself. And I realized I was like, wait, hold the phone. I'm in a sticky, sticky mood with my entire existence. Things are off center. I have been moving in ways that don't feel good and I've been making myself feel shitty for things that I don't even know that I want. So this is what I did to change that and to fall back in love with myself and with my life again. And I hope some of these things might spark something in you or it might just be interesting to listen to my, what I did, how, you know, what I've been doing. So this is something I posted a while ago actually on threads when I was just thinking about like, what have I actually been doing over the past couple months that have got me feeling really fucking good and really turned on and in such a creatively prolific season. So the first thing that I did was massively simplify what I do on a day-to-day basis. I am a busy bee. 
there's a lot of things that I like to do. I am a multi-passionate person and that means that I have like a lot of different priorities of things that I want to squeeze into my days and into my life. But with that, it can feel like, well, or I came to feel like I was just pulling myself in all of these directions and squeezing lots of things into a day and not necessarily having time to do nothing and not necessarily having the time to savor or like let myself indulge in something that I wanted to do more. And all of the things that I'm doing are things that I love, but you know, I I like to have blank space in my calendar. I like to have the ability of if I'm working on something and I'm really enjoying it, that I can keep working on that thing. Or if I'm reading a book, I want to be able to not have to stop reading the book because I have all of these different things to go and do. And so for me, that looks like taking a pause from a lot of things. So taking a pause, I stopped going to the gym, which is something that I did. I'm doing it again now, of course, but like for a while I stopped going to the gym. I stopped going to pole dancing because these are things that were more concrete things in my schedule like the classes had a certain time for me to go and be at and I had to go from one place to another place and this isn't like complicated stuff right but my I realized that I wanted more open space I wanted more flexible space I wanted fewer things that were my priorities each day so I could really focus on them and really do them well and have a lot of buffer time around things. Um, and that might just be, that was, is important to me. But I think the thing that you might be able to take away from this is just unbusying your life. And I feel like that's an obvious thing. And I don't want it to feel like I am ignorant to privilege as well of like being able to be like well I work from home so I can make my own hours and things like that the point here isn't necessarily like it's different it's different for everybody okay but what you can take away from this is like what things are you even if it's things that you love to do even if it's things that you really enjoy can you create a little bit more space for yourself especially if you're in a zone where you're feeling a little bit off. I think we need a lot of space to just clear and to just sit with ourselves and just pay attention to how we're actually feeling and what our needs truly are, like what we actually need on a moment-to-moment basis and day-to-day, like taking care of yourself. And to do that, a lot of it can, a really helpful thing can be to clear our schedules, to clear as much extraneous stuff as possible. And the next point leads on from this really beautifully, which is I made taking care of myself physically my number one priority. So I know the two things I list there, what I list, what I removed from my weekly schedule were going to the gym and pole dancing, which are very much things that I do for taking care of myself physically and mentally as well um but I think I because I love moving so much like I love doing physical movement stuff so much it can be very easy for me to do so much 
like exercise and movement because it's something that fulfills me on so many different levels and it's something that doesn't feel like a chore and so it's really easy for me to do a lot of it without realizing that it's like girl you're tired like you just want to have a rest right now like you're allowed to just take a break and that can be taking care of yourself physically as well and this is something that I think I want to do regularly of like having a couple weeks a month here and there throughout the year where I really tone down how much physical activity I do and I let my body like actually go into a deep rest phase so taking care of myself physically was actually like okay let me rest let me um let my body chill for a second and not have to be so active and jumping around and doing all the things um and this was like I don't know like I've just been cooking food at home so much more not ordering shit all the time but actually like making things for myself I have been I mean I'm always taking baths you girl loves a bath but like being more conscious of when I'm taking a bath and what I'm doing and making sure I'm not always watching something or looking at my phone but I'm reading a book or I'm having a conversation with myself or I'm just chilling so yeah taking care of myself physically is like going for walks being less less what is the word like high intensity, less high intensity workouts for this season has been really, really good and helpful. And it's helping me calm my energy down and really focus and have that level of presence, right? The next thing that I did to fall in love with myself or my life again was and is, this is a continual practice, stopping code shifting and code shifting is when you behave speak act slightly differently depending on who it is you're talking to and a lot of this is just normal and natural and a part of like being a human in the world you're going to talk to your family different to you're going to talk to your friends or like work associates or whatever it's like of course we're gonna have different aspects of ourselves that we share across things and I don't know it's actually really difficult to explain what this feels like but I think showing up as my fullest self in terms of like these are just the things that I'm interested in or not interested in and this has been something that I think I've been doing for a really long time and I've spoken about it before in terms of like identity and calling yourself an artist and like telling people that you make art and opening yourself to have these certain conversations that only arises like when we let ourselves be seen as who we fully are and to not feel like we have to tone any parts of ourselves down. For me, instead of feeling like I was behaving a different way among different people, I think it was more a case of not necessarily like knowing what things other people are interested in and knowing that I might not be interested in the same things. Whereas now I'm kind of like, I, I can still talk about those things. I can still have conversations about things I'm interested in. I don't have to pretend that I am interested in the same things and I think a lot of this as well has come down to spending a decent amount of time with 
myself and letting myself you know watch the movies that I want to watch and read the books that I want to watch and I, I think I've always been pretty good at this anyway um but I do I feel it in a way that I can't exactly describe you know it's just like I don't want less over the years I think this might just be a thing that you know you hear people constantly when they're like getting older being in your 30s be like as people grow up as people get older and older I think that they put on less of a front like you just don't have to behave any certain way for anyone and I'm just becoming more and more aware of how I want to move through the world, how I want to present myself, the types of conversations I want to be having and the types of conversations I don't want to be having, you know, what feels boring to me, what feels interesting to me and really prioritizing myself in that and realizing like, I don't know, for the most part in the season that I'm in right now, I'd rather spend time with myself and to not have to feel like oh I'm just not interested in the same shit as these people like that's not where I'm at right now and it's okay to be I don't know in a hermit season I guess that can help I think in terms of showing up more fully as myself all of the time and positioning myself to meet more people who like similar things or want to move through the world in similar ways because it's it's so boring to have to pretend to be interested in the same stuff when you're just not interested in that and I'm realizing every single year as I get older and older that I'm like I don't really have time for that so I don't know if that exactly explained it but like show up more fully as yourself like let yourself let people not get you let yourself be misunderstood let yourself be the fucking weirdo and it's entirely fine the next thing that i did to fall in love with myself in my life is putting more effort into everything that i care about this is something i've been talking about we've spoken about on a few of the creatrix coven calls and it's like something i keep writing about in my morning pages and just thinking as I go through as I said this creatively prolific season of my life it feels really good to put more effort into the things you care about rather than try and act like nonchalant about them and to be like too cool for school and pretend you don't care and pretend that everything is just going to come easy and if it doesn't come then you don't care like put the effort in if it's something they're obsessed with, it's something that you love, let yourself like go hard for that thing. I, you know, there's so many things that I'm really excited about exploring right now. I'm painting, I'm making ceramics, I am making YouTube videos. These are some, like, there's so many more, obviously, but like, these are some things that I'm doing today that I'm very happy and excited to be doing. And I, don't want to half-ass them. I want to put my whole ass into them. You know, I want to do, I want to put the effort in. They're worth making the effort for. And I think there's been so much conversation online over the past however many years of like, you know, just the, the four hour work week and like how to hack everything and how to make everything like work overnight and how to blah, blah, blah just speed, 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 simplicity, all of this stuff. And, you know, there are facets of that that 
I have in place in my work and in my business. But there's also like the majority of the things that I do, I do because I want to do them. I don't want to like get the productivity hack for creating things. I want to be immersed in the process of creating things. I want to allow myself to do elaborate photo shoots and to write things for hours and hours purely because it feels really good to write them and to have this thing to share. I really enjoy putting effort into the things that I care about and that's not just in terms of the things I create or in terms of work but you know putting more effort into myself, putting more effort into making my home a beautiful place to live in. I think when we're like, oh my God, you know, I think about, I want to live in a jungle house. I want to live in like the hinterlands of the Gold Coast with, you know, on some acreage with my garden, growing my food. That's what I want, right? And I think a big, this is a common thing, right? Of we can feel this level of discontent arise when we realize that we want something different, when we want something more, we want something other than what we currently have. And I think this is a big part of how I started to fall out of love with myself and my life of like, I've got this new clarity on like, I guess maybe what the next stage of my life could look like. And the the, the ideas of like, oh, this is kind of, I feel this wave of like how I want to live. But then what can happen with that is like, I let myself live in that gap of, I'm not there yet. This is what I have now. This is what I want. And I don't have it yet. So I let myself sink into the lack, since sink into the not having it instead of appreciating that what I have right now is so fucking good. I fucking love my house. It's amazing. But when I was looking ahead to be like, yeah, well, it's not my jungle house. Even though like I'm looking out the window and there's all I see is green. All I see is trees. It's, you know, I got into that gross place of thinking I should be in a different place, that I should already have that next thing. And I mean, in terms of like manifestation, that's a very repelling energy to have towards that thing because there's no appreciation there's no gratitude there's no satisfaction that's not in the energy of having that future thing having the future thing being in that energy is fully appreciating loving exactly where you are right now because that's how you'd feel when you have the future thing as well so putting more effort into my home and appreciating where I am and appreciating exactly what I have and not being a little spoiled bitch about it is has felt really fucking good. It means that I love living here again. I love that I have this space all to myself and my dog and we get to live a beautiful life. And I have honestly more, more than enough. Like I have so much fucking space. I have everything I need to do everything that I want to do. And it's in making an effort with it. It's in paying attention to the details of having that level of presence with myself on a day-to-day basis that has allowed me to realize how much I have to be in love with, to be grateful for, to enjoy. And so putting effort into what you care about so often we can focus on the lack and what we want and what we want different that we neglect what we currently have. We actually neglect what it is that we 
care about that we already have. So how can you shift your attention to appreciating, actively appreciating what you already have? Not just like writing a gratitude list and be like, yes, I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for blah, blah, blah. But you're not really doing anything about it. Like how can you be active with your gratitude? And to me, that looks like putting an effort into the things I care about. Doing them like all ass in, fully committing myself to the shit that I'm obsessed with, the things that I want to soak up more of, it feels really good. And then it's like, of course the other stuff's coming, but we can enjoy every second of what we already have. The next thing I did to fall in love with myself and my life again is going to sleep earlier. I'm a pretty like early rising gal. And especially like the sun rises really early here. And as soon as there is like, you know, by the side of my blinds, it comes in and it's not pitch black anymore. I'm awake, okay? I'm just up. My body's like, let's go. Let's go, Vivian wants to go for walkies. Let's get out in the world. And so I found myself in like this really bad habit of just going to bed too late and not necessarily for any reason, but just like watching whatever and just taking my sweet ass time on a night and scrolling on my phone and all that. So I was going to bed later, but I was still waking up pretty early or I just, you know, when you feel, when you wake up and you haven't had a good night's sleep and you just feel groggy and it, it, it's a chain. Like I am not the first person to tell you that having good quality sleep is just important. You will feel a trillion times better. So I've been making sure that I get at least eight hours a night. That's how I roll. And I'm like, even I've been pushing myself to, if I go to bed a little bit later, to stay in bed, even if I am awake, to, to stay in bed that little bit longer. So at least my body is physically getting that rest. Basic as fuck, but truly life-changing. Also, um, magnesium G at bedtime, game changer. The, like the deepest snooze you will ever have. It is delightful. So yeah, go to sleep early. Going to sleep early will literally make you fall in love with yourself more because you'll have the energy and the enthusiasm to do everything else, to be active in your life. I promise you that. The next thing I did is I went on a 10 day silent retreat and I did this last year in April. And honestly, like I've been wanting to make content about this experience and I've spoken about it here and there, but a lot happened in the sense that absolutely fucking nothing happened because I was meditating from like four in the morning to nine at night. So like quite literally really nothing happened. But, you know, internally, lots happened. And I just think I did it at the right time. It was completely transformational. I cannot recommend it as an experience more. I think everybody will benefit in some way from doing it and having that deep time with yourself. And for me, it put everything into such perspective of what is important to me, of, you know, everything I've been talking about on this episode already of like showing me that I need to take care of myself, that I want to simplify what I'm doing, that I don't want to dim myself down, that I 
want to put so much effort into my life, that I want to squeeze the fucking juice out of my days by being present in them, by not being distracted and thinking I have to do a thousand other things, but actually experiencing my life. And I don't know when slash if ever I'm going to be able to articulate what the retreat, 10 day retreat did for me. But I don't know, it just shifted some things. And that shift, you know, I was talking about like that transformation doesn't have to be instant and it's probably going to be gradual. I felt that so much. Like I'm still processing the things that came up for me through having that deep space and deep rest. So much stuff like came to the surface and got cleared and and showed like... I feel like I came out of it like very, this is the direction. This is where I'm going. This is what I want. And I'm ready to let go of everything that isn't that. But that takes time to put into action and put into play. And honestly, it's really only since the beginning of this year that I feel like the shifts have actively taken place. Like I feel like I spent the rest of last year doing the prep work and shifting things. And like, I don't know making all these internal and external changes to then be like, okay, January, we're ready. We're doing it. We're on, we're on the trajectory right now. So book yourself of a Passana retreat. And if that's not it, like give yourself regular time, like something, a practice that's been really helping me um, lately is doing my morning pages through the artist way of like having that time every single day to check in with myself, to, to give my thoughts and my feelings a place to exist, to pay attention to myself has been really helpful. So try that out. Try just silent meditations, not having to necessarily, I mean, do what you want, you know, but like having a space, I think, to just think your thoughts through and regularly, like whether that's you're going on a walk and you're just thinking or I know in, you're not supposed to think, I get it. Like you're supposed to empty your mind, but like a lot of the process of, of myself on the silent retreat was like spending a good chunk of the days thinking quite literally everything through so much, so hard. And then doing that so often that you kind of get through the Rolodex of your life and your emotions. And then you're like, oh, okay, I've been thinking about this stuff and there's still no solution. So I guess I don't need to obsessively think about it all of the time. But maybe it just takes a very long time, like an entire lifetime to do that. But like having a regular space for you to come to, to have conversations with yourself, to check in with yourself, to pay attention to yourself. I think that's a really big thing. Like how much are you paying attention to where you're actually at, like being able to regularly check in with yourself. And, you know, I live alone, like I spend a lot of time by myself, but still, even with that, I think it's really crucial for me to have very specific time each day, whether that's a meditation or it's morning pages, but that time where I'm actively paying attention, like, wait, how are you feeling, Gabby? Like, what do you actually want? What will make you feel really good today? What are you missing today? What do you want more of? And it allows me to stay connected with myself. It allows me to be able to be 
in the position to actually fulfill my own needs. And doing that is how I fall in, I continue to fall in love with myself, of being the care provider to myself, of satisfying my needs. So yeah, 10 day silent meditation retreat, cannot recommend more. The next thing, also cannot recommend more, I got a weed prescription. So I live in Queensland, Australia, where you can't, there's no dispensaries here. I mean, I think there's some dispensaries now because you now can get a medical marijuana prescription. Um, So if you are in Queensland or Australia or wherever states here have them or wherever in the world that you can, and weed is something that feels good for you, helps you, can't recommend it more. I, I'm obviously someone who like, yeah, weed works well for me. It helps me focus. It helps me think clearly. It helps me to stop, stop going on like spiraling thoughts and actually be like, what am I, what do I actually want to do? Um, I might actually make a full episode about this for my fellow stoner galleys who like, who want to know, like, how to smoke and get stuff done or how to smoke and appreciate art more deeply. Although I don't really think that needs a tutorial on it. But for me, let's just me talk about my my, my um, perspective here. And, you know, I'm not saying that, disclaimer, I'm not saying everybody should go out and smoke weed and it's going to make you feel better, although probably it will. What I'm saying here is if there are resources and tools look for them and make them accessible to you i get my weed delivered express post to my doorstep now it is a lovely experience it is very helpful and i can get specific strains that i know what kind of experience i'm going to have with it and i know how i'm going to be able to use it so you can use different tools to feel the way, to help you feel the ways that you want to feel and to help you focus and and stop the anxiety spirals if that's something that you deal with or whatever it is that you want out of it. I don't actually, if I'm feeling very anxious, I actually don't like to smoke. But the point is it helps me to focus. It helps me to hone in and clear the noise, clear the distractions and to be truly to be present. And I think that's the clearly the undercurrent of everything here. And that was a big lesson that I learned from the silent retreat was presence, like having this presence in the moment to moment basis. And smoking is something that really helps me to do that with ease. So it can be good to have tools that help you to focus on where you're at, to hone in on the moment that you're having with yourself right now and to take action on the things that you truly want to do. If there are tools that help you to do that, lean all the way fucking in with them. The final thing that I want to share with you that I do and have been doing to fall in love with myself and my life again is creating something every day. Creativity is no surprise here, the most important thing in my life. It's how I feel like I am myself. It's central to who I think I am as a human being. And I go back and forth on being like, 
I think it's central to everybody and in some ways that I do and I think everyone is capable completely capable of being an artist I don't think it's something that makes you like special like a special shiny person for being a creative or being an artist I think it's just we each have the things that turn us on and that we just happen to be obsessed with and I for since day dot I just happen to be obsessed with the fact that I can have an idea and I can make it into a thing and I can I can share that thing with other people like that is everything to me that is the most exciting concept in the world and it feels like the biggest luxury when I remember that and when I prioritize it And so, of course, I want to do that every day. I want to remember that I can create things every day. I want to prioritize creating things every day and feeling entirely like myself and like I'm using my abilities, like I'm using my life in the way that I want to use it, that I'm taking advantage of this insane experience that we have of being alive. I feel very much on purpose and in my purpose when I'm creating something. And that can be like doing a painting, it can be sitting at the wheel, it can be recording a podcast like this or making a dinner. Just when I'm doing something, when I'm actively making something, it just feels good. And I try to understand what this means constantly. She tries to flex a psych degree on it. She tries to read all the books on it. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, if something feels good for you, why shouldn't you allow yourself to do it more and more? Especially if it can make other people feel good. It can help other people as well. Like that is the juice to lead into, in my opinion. So prioritizing creating things and letting myself be too much and go all in and not restrict myself, not hold myself back, not be like, well, you should do this thing and not that thing. And letting myself have the actual freedom of creating something every day, whether that's like a scribble in a notebook or it's a whole painting, whatever it is, the fact like that makes me feel alive, happy, completely conscious, completely present. That makes my days feel purposeful when I'm like I'm making something I'm creating something it just feels right and if you are someone who has all of these ideas I just think a huge amount of dissatisfaction can arise when we have ideas and we don't do anything with them and we just like leave them to sit inside of our minds and we're like I'll wait I'll wait for the time to be ready I'll wait for this or that to line up and be right and then then I'll do the thing but not yet I think that is such a big area of discontent for so many people and of frustration and dissatisfaction because you're ultimately not letting yourself express you're holding aspects of yourself within you're not letting yourself move through the world in the way that feels most natural to you And I just think it's so, for like lack of just clarity, I just think it's so important if you have ideas for you to just make them real and to stop these bullshit stories of like, well, who is it for? Is there a market for it? Is this what my audience wants? With all due respect, who gives a fuck? Because your life 
is here to be lived by you. Your happiness is something that's available to you when you let yourself indulge in the things that you feel drawn to do, that you feel obsessed with, that you feel so turned on by. And it's only if you let yourself indulge in that stuff, if you let yourself follow where your inspiration is leading you, that you get to create the things that you're fantasizing about. You get to live outside of your head and actually be in your life, actually be making the things that are aspects of you into something that's shareable, allowing yourself to be seen in this multi-dimensional way of having these things that you've created that represent you out into the world and people can get to know you through those things and you can get to share parts of yourself you can connect with people on so many different levels purely because of the things that you create I obviously am obsessed with all of this and I think if you want to fall in love with yourself if you want to fall in love with your life and all of the possibilities that you have just for the simple fact that you literally have a life right now please create something every day just make something anything let it be really simple but let yourself indulge in your own creative process and you don't have to know where it's going to lead to you don't have to know what you plan to finish it up as or you know, what the business is going to be or what the audience is or whatever, but just actually let yourself indulge in creating the things that interest you. I hope this episode has given you even just one idea for something that you could shift in your life. And if you're in a tough spot and you're feeling disconnected from yourself in your life, I want you to know that you are loved and you are safe and you are capable of living a beautiful and satisfying life. Take care of yourself and I'll speak to you soon.